Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Vines Palmcast. So excited to have you with us tonight chatting about my favorite topic in the world, Liberty Hoops. Uh, with us, as always, is the Reverend at Did Liberty Win, Will Matthews. What's up, man? Nicholas, it is a great day to be a flame. It's always a great day to be a flame. Uh, but none better than when you beat, beat up on North Alabama. Uh, Indeed. The juggernaut that is North Alabama. And then uh, I'm always bad at this. I do not know your last. How do you say your last name, Jeremiah? It's Flinchum. Flinchum. Flinchum, yeah. That's like, how you spell it. Flinch. Flinch. Yeah, I get that all the time. I okay. literally get that all the time. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to. No, to no. Seriously. To your misery. I, get, I get it all the time. Well, my man, we're so excited to have you with us. Uh, you are a massive, massive Liberty Flames fan. Uh, so we're always excited to have uh, have some some OGs on the show with us. Uh, how are you doing tonight, my man? I've been great. I've been doing great. I uh, had a pretty good work day. Um, hung out with some friends from work after work, and then drove over to my friend's place and just been watching the game since and waiting to go live with you, dude. We already got comments about you. You are Mr. Popular. Mr. Popular. Let's let's go. Let's go, man. That's awesome. Wow. Hi, Bill. You got one from Zach, too, man. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, while we uh, tame the the Jerry fan club, uh, let's talk about uh, this game that just happened. Uh, Liberty beats up on North Alabama 72-53. North Alabama made it interesting there for a minute, and then Liberty just just uh, pounced on them there um, to end the game. Um, really impressive, impressive performance. Uh, North Alabama's not good. They're one of the worst offensive teams in the country. But for Liberty to have not played, I don't know how many days was it, Will? Eight days, nine days? If, it seems, whatever it was, it was way too long. It felt like an eternity. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, to, to come out and just, you know, they played suffocating defense tonight. Every single point that North Alabama uh, got, they worked for. Darius McGee didn't even shoot the ball well, and they still win by 19 points. Um, Will, we'll start with you. What did you think about uh, this performance tonight? Just overall, a, a very balanced offensive game. Um, you know, when I saw your slide up there, I didn't even realize that Darius had 18. It didn't even seem like it, you know. What an off night for Darius. Uh, <clears throat> he 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 was so contested all night long. Every shot he every shot he took, he had you know two guys on him, three guys on him. Kyle Road came up huge. Blake Preston after uh, COVID and and missing quite a few um, games really came up huge tonight. He was the game changer. Jared, what'd you think? I agree with what he said. Um, I just thought it was a really great game. Um, Darius, slow start, but, I mean, Darius is Darius. He's going to come out on top. He's going to make big plays. He may not drop, what was it, 48, like that one game, but – 38 or that one game. But, I mean, hey, big playmaker. He's going to do He's gonna do what he does. And there's, like you were saying, like Kyle Road making big plays, just – team as a whole is coming together, um, doing what we need to do. I love our young guys, too. So, Yeah, I thought Blake Preston was was phenomenal, really set the tone. Um, this is a good matchup for him. North Alabama is one of the smallest teams in the country, and uh, um, he just really yeah, really, really stepped up, played well. Road was, was fantastic in the second half. 
Um, had that one like uh, crazy layup behind the back. Really Im- yeah. impressive uh, showing for him. Uh, will anyone stand out for you tonight? Uh, JVZ, the captain of the pack line. His defense was so good tonight. Yeah, he is so polished. Everything except for except for the shot. I did airball a three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but man, I've been saying it, man. When he gets that shot down the hall, he he's lethal. He's he's a uh, player of the year, conference USA uh, oh, yeah. uh, a type type guy. And uh, uh, yeah, just uh, man, he's he's talented. Fellas, any other thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's just the uh, – isn't it hard to believe that this was the rematch for the championship last year? What a weird tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so... – I mean, like, I, it was it was awesome to, like, clinch in a weird fashion because it kind of got more, more publicity in, in a way. So that was, like, yeah. kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, just playing the tournament on a neutral with, like, these, like – high school caliber announcers and uh, uh, and then playing in a game that didn't matter on ESPN. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, overall, I, as far as, you know, just the, kind of the totality of the game, I wasn't too worried about this one. North Alabama is not a very good team. Um, and even with the layoff that Liberty had, you kind of stuck. You're kind of stuck thinking, okay, are they going to be looking forward to Jacksonville State? That's going to be a huge game, especially if they hang on and win it tonight at Kennesaw, um, which they are they're winning by one point right now. Um, you kind of think like, are they going to look forward to that? Is this a little bit of a trap? But you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't too worried about it. They hit or miss sometimes on kind of how they were playing tonight. Shiloh wasn't particularly shallow tonight. Um, but he, did, I guess, he didn't really need to be because everybody else was scoring as well, and he still had, you know, double figures, ten points. So he had a good game. Um, but yeah, just Saturday night is lining up to be uh, an important and a huge game. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, uh, we'll get to that here a little later. Um, Bill commented uh, points in the paint. Thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I mean they, they dominated, and that was you know that that's North Alabama's weakness. Um, you know anyone who can look up uh, look up uh, uh, high school level stats could see that they're a really small team, and um, Liberty just capitalized on it. They 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 you know they they found their weakness and they exploited it, and uh, you know just uh, you know really good to uh, uh, to see that tonight. Uh, yeah, as you do see, if you're watching live, I uh, do have some some scores on the bottom. Hopefully try to update them as we're going on. Uh, I do have uh, uh, Kennesaw, uh, Jacksonville State on. Huge game. Uh, so we'll definitely know, let you guys know when that goes final and uh, talk a little bit more about that matchup that uh, may or may not be two undefeated teams. Uh, um, if it's not, then maybe Liberty would be playing an undefeated Kennesaw in the next game. So uh, pretty cool there. Uh, let's talk about the game that feels like it was a million years ago, um, but the the big hyped up game against the the new and improved Jacksonville, uh, who was going to just you know suffocate Liberty with their defense, and Liberty scored eighty eight on them. Um, Liberty 
trailed 16 to five early and then uh, finished the game on a 88 33 run. I had to like check that like eight times. I was like, that that's not right. Like I'm doing my math wrong. And uh, uh, just an incredible performance. We should have done a show just after that. I thought we'd get another game and we could do it like right after, but um, well, what was your thoughts on uh, this just utter beatdown of Jacksonville? Yes, when we started doing this, Nick, we I don't think we did this, but I kind of thought maybe we would. And I wrote out my like my own kind of preseason rankings. And I for whatever reason, I had Jacksonville kind of high. I kind of had them like maybe fifth behind Liberty and Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky, which that turned out to be a bust. Um, but, you know, I thought with the new coach and some of those transfer players they had, they would be much improved. And we always kind of have trouble with, you know, some of those Florida schools anyway. But uh, number one, defense, uh, that is a little bit laughable after what we did to them. Um, yeah, just it, it was um, Darius McGee, again, 27 points, another off night for him. Uh, luck, he is so lucky that he has guys like Keegan around him that can actually help us to win games. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Yeah, I love the fact that sorry, I love the fact that that's an off night for him too. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I mean, credit to Jacksonville. I mean, they've completely, you know, had a total overhaul in players, a new coach, and and uh, they played well. And they did get a nice win tonight. They beat Lipscomb, who just looks looks really bad. Um, I think they're like two and five in the conference now. Man. Uh, Liberty really just like completely ruined that program in 2019. Um, you hate to see it, um, but yeah, I, you know, credit to them. But I mean, they're just they're they're not in Liberty's company. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, I think I think we saw that. I think there's a couple teams that are close to Liberty. I think uh, I think Jacksonville State. I think Kennesaw, um, maybe Bellarmine. Maybe I'm going to wait and see. I, I don't know if they have the size to, to compete with Liberty. Um, they didn't last year. I will let you know. Yeah. And you're going to be there, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. That'll be fantastic. Uh, that's an awesome, awesome arena. Um, growing up in the Cincinnati area, uh, Louisville playing their home games there. It's it's a, kind of a, it's an historic arena. It's really cool that they play there. Um, um, I, I heard some, uh, some chatter that their uh, their coach could be in the consideration for the Louisville job that opened up. I was like, you know, kind of like taken back. But um, like, I mean, I, this wasn't like some random dude on Twitter. This was like an actual CBS story. Like he was one of the five candidates, I guess, just because he has so many much ties to the Louisville area and is so respected and all of that. But uh, I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty wild. Uh, Jerry, do you have any thoughts on this uh, this Jacksonville game? Oh man, uh, it's been a while back. Um, trying to think back on all of my like tweets I was tweeting out. I was throwing a lot of shade that night. I remember that specifically. <laughs> I was tweeting at all. I was tweeting at the the Jacksonville men's basketball account. All their all their fans. I have a few of their fans that followed me back and I'm trying to like interact with them. But yeah, no, it was just incredible night. Um, you know, going in with all that hype around them. Oh, Jacksonville is gonna possibly upset Liberty and all this jazz and. Then you see a almost forty point deficit in this game, and just kind of like, man, like I don't even know. I can't even describe it honestly. Yeah, 
yeah, Liberty was just clicking on all cylinders that night. And then you kind of have the COVID pause and you're like, man, we were just really, just really playing it at our peak potential at that point. But hey, we came out tonight and and much of the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's uh, go real quick around the uh, the A-Sun. Um, there's a lot of games going on, so I don't have the updated standings. Um, but we'll, we'll look at the, the bracket here in a minute of kind of where things would be. Um, now, um, if you're watching, you see the net and the Ken Palm. I'll just run through really quick for the podcast, the net rankings. So Liberty's first at 98. This was coming into today. Uh, Liberty first, 98. Jacksonville State second, 127. Kennesaw, 183. Uh, Bellarmine, 213. Florida Gulf Coast, 217. Um, then it's Jacksonville, Eastern Kentucky, Lipscomb, all the way down at 277 and 8th in the A-Sun. Uh, then North Alabama, Stetson, North Florida, and uh, uh, holding the bottom is Central Arkansas like they've been all year. But they are gaining ground on North Florida, and they may catch them. Um, those two teams are actually playing tonight. I think North Florida's up by a couple as we speak. But, uh, well, what's your overall thoughts on the conference, kind of where things stand right now and the, the hierarchy of the A-Sun? Mm-hmm. Big surprise is Kennesaw. They look very solid. Eastern, Eastern Kentucky be going the other way. Um, to quote Hugh Freeze, that could be a little bit of rat poison right there. Kind of feel like they're a talented team, and they just haven't gotten it together yet. And when they do get it together, they could, uh, you know, potentially put a dent in some of the A-Sun standings and kind of claw their way back up. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely with you on 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 EKU. That's a team that is uh, Liberty plays them a little maybe four or five games from now at their building, and if somehow Liberty is undefeated at that point, it's a big if because Liberty's got a lot of tough games coming up. That is that's got a trap game written all over it. Um, absolutely, and I'm sure Richie knows that you know, but. Um, that that's kind of got that, and they're a team I would not want to see in the A Sun tournament, just because they uh they play one of the fastest tempos in the country, um so they'll be up and down the floor, and they're going to shoot a lot of threes, and if they have a hot shooting night, you know you, you know they're 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 Eastern Kentucky's a, a better version of of North Florida, I feel like, um, um overall, uh Jerry, what's your thoughts overall, kind of on the uh, the A Sun and where things stand. I'm honestly, I'm honestly a little bit uh, surprised to see Lipscomb dropping as much as uh, they have in the last year or so. I mean, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm out in Nashville now anyway, so I'm walking down the street or, you know, going to church or something, and I pass a Lipscomb student. They're like, oh, you need to go. You guys need to leave the A-Sun, blah, 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 blah. Um, but like uh, Will was saying, big shocker with Kennesaw State. Um, I follow a Kennesaw State uh, fan on Twitter as well, and we're always going back and forth, and, like, we're just kind of – they were giving each other a little info on the teams and everything. And, like, we were just talking about the other day just how impressive they were looking. Um, and then Jacksonville State, like, I really like seeing, like, the new guys coming in, you know, dominating pretty well. Um, like you are saying, like, EKU is kind of struggling for now, but they're definitely a dark horse, I think, um, which I'll actually be at that game as well two days after the Bellarmine game. So um, looking forward to that as well. So, Yeah, e- EKU's got kind of a cool arena. They got a really cool uh, – uh, uh, like uh, center court 
logo thing that that's kind of like really blends well. So yeah, that, that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. It's a fun, fun little trip. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll kind of see, see where Liberty's at. Um, Jacksonville state is 65, 63 leading Kennesaw with uh two forty five left. So we've got a, we've got a dandy cooking there. Um, here is where things stand. If you're watching, um, if the a sun tournament was today, um, this was the best I could keep it up to date before the show. Um, but right now you would have uh, Liberty and uh, Jacksonville State as the the one seeds. Um, remember, this year they are split into divisions east and west. So you have two number one seeds, although one of the teams will be the number one overall and would host if the two, two met in the championship. So um, that obviously could make the game uh, Liberty has against uh, Jacksonville State and Kennesaw, you know, uh, uh, and, and Bellarmine, very big. So uh, Bellarmine and Kennesaw are the two seeds uh, right now. Liberty, if it, if it started today, would play the winner of EKU Stetson, which just is like, man, those are like two of the worst teams. And, you know, Stetson's caused Liberty some problems, and EKU's got all that talent. Uh, uh, it just, it, I, I don't know, guys. It, it, it feels like, um, it 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 feels like the bottom of the A Sun's a lot stronger this year. I don't I don't necessarily think the A Sun is is like this you know much improved league overall. I just don't feel like there's a lot of uh, as many easy games. I don't. Do you get that feeling, Will? Yeah, it feels like you know if if we are indeed the number one overall seed, we still have it tougher than Jackson, than Jacksonville state. Uh, you don't think, you know, I don't, I wouldn't worry too much about Florida Gulf coast or Lipscomb, but just knowing that Stetson has had our number in the past and then Eastern Kentucky, if they get it all together and they make a run, uh, it feels like we have a tougher road, even as the number one overall seed in that. Yeah. And I mean, it thinks, things very well, you know, this is, we're still, we still got a lot of games left. We still sure. got, you know, over a month. So things are going to, you know, shake out a little bit more. I would imagine Central Arkansas is not going to finish as the three seed in the West. <laughs> they're they're the worst team in net and Ken Palm for a reason. Um, I think they got off to a really nice start and a lot of credit to them. But they also play like EKU when they had like half their team out from COVID and, um, you know, had a bunch of home games. So, uh, again, credit not, not taking it away from them and their, their good start. But I think they'll probably fall down um, that, that – Either them or North Florida would probably be like the two teams. Like I'd love to see like the winner of that, or or North Alabama. I think would be. Uh, I think I, we'd feel pretty good about them after you know seeing what you know what Liberty is able to do tonight. But uh, Jerry, what's your thoughts? Kind of just you know looking at this bracket. You know any teams that you would really want to avoid early? Well, initially my first thought is like I'm just glad that Jacksonville State's over there for right now. Um, I kind of agree with what y'all were saying about the uh, EKU and Stetson matchup. I mean, obviously, either of them could be a dark horse from Stetson giving us problems and EKU being new, and we haven't seen what they have to offer yet. So, see how that goes. But yeah, we'll have to see how Bellarmine plays. Um, they're obviously they've lost that one game in the uh, conference the other day, but they're still a really good team. So, let's we'll see how they play out. But just Bellarmine and Jacksonville State, um, even even Kansas State as well. Um, just yeah, see how they all play, but those three are my big like, you know, it could it could be a toss up. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, did get a question. Uh, I'm gonna look up the uh, official answer to this, but 
Uh, Chad asked a question. What's the percentage we run the table? I want both of you guys to give me a, a number of a percentage. What do you think is the chances Liberty runs the table? Will, we'll start with you. I'm going to give it. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, knowing that we have Jacksonville State and Kennesaw left, Eastern Kentucky and Bellarmine, I'm going to give it 50%. I'm not, like, super confident that we are going to do it. Um, but it also, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me. 50 is pretty high. I mean, uh, Jerry, what's your, what's your thought? Running the table, I would probably give it a little bit lower than that, maybe 30, 40, because like I've been saying since the beginning of the season, I feel oh, like boys. we're going to drop, we're going to probably drop at least one or two. Um, hope, well, as of right now, the way we've been playing, I'm thinking one will be the worst now, but you never know. Um, again, like I said, we have a couple teams we've never played before. Um, who might be better than we expected. Um, but as of right now, I'm thinking 30, 40%, just because I feel like we're going to drop one. So have faith, boys. Come on. All 50%, right. Baby. I want to have faith, but I also have to look at the, the numbers that, that people get paid to make for a reason. <laughs> um, so I believe I looked at this earlier today, and Liberty's chances were 4.1%. Uh, after today's win, uh, the percentage from Ken Palm has gone all the way up to 4.7%. Um, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than that just because, you know, I think this is just based on, you know, a lot of other factors. I, I think Liberty, I mean, I think 15% is, is giving them a really like higher, a lot higher than, you know, what, what, what most mathematicians would give them. I'm going to say 15%. I mean, Ken Palm is actually still saying that Liberty is going to lose three more games at some point in the regular season. They're saying three. I don't, I don't see that. Um, I think two's probably the max. Um, and the reason I do say that, I mean, Liberty still has, uh, I think three tough road games. I mean, they're all back to back to back. Kennesaw, Bellarmine and Eastern Kentucky. I mean, those are all, all road games. And, and if you've if you've watched the A Sun outside of Liberty, road teams have really struggled. Even some of the the teams that are I think significantly better than others, they, they've really struggled. So, I mean, I'm going to say probably about like fifteen percent. Um, and Jerry, you think one is the maximum amount of games they'll lose the rest of the way? Well, what do you think is the the max? Zero. I'm all for that. I'm all for the. Uh, I'm all for it. I just, I just want to make sure I'm checking my math here. You said they have a 50 percent chance of running the table, and then you said the max amount of games they could lose is zero. Uh, I misunderstood. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I think. I don't know. Uh, I mean, realistically, what do you think you could see them losing? Uh, maybe the rest of the season. Two to four games. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. Are you, we're, we're talking regular season only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about tournament. Are you? You guys include tournament in there? No, no. We were saying regular season. Okay. I mean, yeah, I would say right. two. I would say two. I mean, Ken Palm says that says they're projected to lose three. Yeah. I don't. Man, that a lot would have to go on. Now, granted, we also have to factor in like you never know what could happen with another COVID pause, and That's true. you know. I, we're, we're, I think, saying, saying this in good faith as if we think 
at least for the most part, everyone's going to be available. There's always the possibility that that's not, I don't know, maybe that's in the Ken Palm numbers, you know, maybe they, you know, and, and maybe when they're also making that number, you know, it's factored over years and years and years and years of data. Uh, there are teams that did get players injured and that kind of gets factored into that number of just how hard it is to, um, 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 to, uh, to win that many games. I'm thinking another good question here from Zach Green. Uh, in your mind, how high could you realistically uh, see uh, Liberty climb in the uh, seed line um, after, you know, I'm assuming Zach's, you know, thinking, you know, assuming that that Liberty wins the ASA on tournament. He says 12 or 13. Um, I'll start with this just because I was kind of looking at this earlier today. And I'm really glad Zach asked because I actually meant to put a, like a slide in on this and forgot about it. So really good question, Zach. Um, right now, one of the the top-rated uh, bracketologists, I think his name's Kevin Pulzer. He, he's been doing this a long time, and he's really good, really, really accurate. Uh, he had Liberty as a 14, but had Liberty as the top 14 seed. So if you're at the top 14 seed right now, you're probably basically a 13 seed. Because one of those teams ahead of you is going to lose in their conference tournament. You don't know which one of them, but one of them is. And probably an inferior team is going to win that Liberty would be ahead of. So, um, you know, but, I mean, Liberty right now is undefeated in the A-Sun. So, if we're thinking they're going to lose a game or two, you know, they're probably going to drop. It doesn't matter if they, you know, go, you know, 8-2. and two. Those two losses are going to hurt more than the eight wins, I feel like. So... I don't see a scenario where we get to a 12. Even if we run the table, I'm not sure we get to a 12. I just, I think if you look at those 12 seeds, I just don't think Liberty had enough um, in the non-con and is going to have enough opportunities, um, um, you know, to, to get that. You know, when Liberty got that 12 seed, I mean, remember, they beat UCLA, but UCLA wasn't even their best win. They beat Lipscomb twice, and Lipscomb should have been a tournament team. Lipscomb, I mean, went to the NIT championship game, and they were in the top 50 in, in net and Ken Palm. Um, so Liberty's just not going to have those wins this year. I think realistically 13 is probably the ceiling. I think the most likely scenario would be a 14. Um and then, you know, if Liberty drops a couple games, I mean, I think it's possible Liberty, you know, loses two games and wins ace in tournament is a 15 seed. I, I don't I don't like to be that guy, I want, you know, but I just I think if you're really crunching the numbers, I just think it's hard to get higher than that. I'll shut up. Uh, well, what do you think is is kind of where you see seed wise? Yeah, I think 12, 13 is very optimistic. I don't definitely I think 12 is out of the question for sure. 13 may be out of the question. I guess it would really just depend on some other teams and some conference champions. Uh, I'm kind of taking along with you, 14, especially. I mean, even if we do run the table the rest of the way and win the conference tournament championship, I still see us at 14. Um, I think we would need help getting to the 13 line. And, yeah, I mean, if we do, you know, drop a game or two the rest of the way, I think 15. I, I don't see any way we would be a 16 seed. I know we don't have any quad win, quad one wins or anything like that. But I just don't. I don't see us being a 16 seed at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we'd have to lose like you know four games to to even get in that yeah. that conversation. We do have a final. Uh, Jacksonville State did knock off Kennesaw. 
Uh, so we will have two undefeated teams on on Saturday night. Um, so yeah, yeah, and Bill Bill also commented that. So thanks, Bill, um, um, for that. Uh, Jerry, what do you think seed wise? What do you think is is maybe the the, the ceiling and the floor? I guess. Yeah, so I would say ceiling is probably 13 as well. Um, like you were saying, it probably takes something like really like crazy for us to get up to a 12. I don't think it's like impossible. Um, I can actually see like a fairly good chance of that, but I would say 13s are best. 14 is probably the most probable, but I mean, anything can happen. I would love to be 13 or 12, um, but I want to say probably 14. And, and you know what? I know 12 seed, um, that's what we were when we beat Mississippi State. And then last year being a 13 – we were 13 seed last year, correct? Is that Do I have that right? Um, yes. I mean, and we, um, we almost beat Oklahoma State. I mean, we played them very close in Cuffey lockdown, you know, Kate Cunningham. I, even if we were – wound up being a 14 seed – you know, depending on the matchup, I still think this team could pull out a win in the first round. Absolutely. Yeah, and one other uh, point is is I think people think there is a massive difference between a, a, a 13 and 14. But if you actually look at, like, the history of the numbers, it's almost the same amount of upsets that have happened, which it seems weird. Uh, like, there's a massive difference between a 12 and a 13. But there really isn't that big of a, a leap in the 13 and 14. And I'm not sure what the reason is for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was looking at that the other day, and I thought, oh, that's kind of uh, um, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, and you probably have so many teams that are so similar and clumped together that are going to make it. Somebody's got to fall down to the next line. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good question here about uh, where Liberty was last year. Liberty was uh, – was 98 last year in Ken Palm, um, and I believe they were 96 entering today. Um, now, I'm sorry, they were 98 after the loss, so they might have been a little bit higher, but they were they were right about the same in uh, in Ken Palm. LU grad 11, I'll try to get you the net ranking. I think it was a little better um, than that uh, before the end of the show. Uh, let's move on to the upcoming schedule. I know we've kind of like talked about it a little bit as the game goes on, but if you're watching, here it is in – in, in graphic form for you. So uh, Saturday, uh, Jacksonville State, man, what a game. I hope the, uh, I hope Liberty Arena is popping. I heard it's a sellout, which is just so exciting. Um, so, yeah, we'll all be watching. And uh, just, yeah, I mean, this is this is, this is going to be cool. I mean, it's going to be the, uh, the, the start of a, hopefully a good rivalry because, you know, these two teams are going to stay in, together and see USA. So, man, just really excited for that. Uh, then at Kennesaw. Now, the funny thing is, you know, Kennesaw on Monday, it's a tougher game than Jacksonville State on on paper um, because it's a road game. I believe Liberty is a uh, a four point un, a four point favorite at Kennesaw, but is a six point favorite at home against Jacksonville State. So I know Jacksonville State's a better team, but when you factor in, you know, home versus away, Kennesaw is probably the tougher game. Uh, and then at at Bellarmine. Um, you know, Liberty did trounce them in their only meeting last year, but you know, Bellarmine's having a nice season. Uh, Bellarmine beat the snot out of Stetson tonight. 
Um, um, so they're they're playing well. And then that that East Eastern Kentucky trap game I talked about is uh, the next game, and then uh, a home game against Lipscomb. Um, well, what are you? I mean, this is a this is a gauntlet. These next four games, and then you you know you still have Lipscomb, which I know they're they're not good, but um, it's still it's still Lipscomb. You know that you know they're going to get up to to play Liberty. You know Asajula is going to get up to play Liberty. Well, what are you looking at with the schedule? And do you think it's uh, you think it's as tough as it looks? Yeah, I'm gonna change my fifty percent. Um, yeah, man. Four tough games in a row, three of them on the road, back to back to back. Um, let's just hope everyone is healthy. Let's just hope that uh, no issues. And, you know, what if, even if we did have some kind of pause and we could reschedule just one of those games till later? I think that would be okay too. <laughs> Break it up a little bit. Yeah, but you better be ready to watch some Liberty Hoops here. We had a game tonight, then we're back Saturday, then Monday, yeah. then Thursday, then Saturday, then Tuesday. Man, we're getting into it. So hopefully, it's a great time to be a flame. Hopefully, none of these games do get you know uh, paused. But I mean, it is certainly possible. You know, not even Liberty, the other side, you know, could have it. But yeah. uh, this is a gauntlet. You know, honestly, I look at these next four and I see, I say Liberty goes three and one. I think they did well. You know, I, I don't. If anyone, if anyone's upset about that, I think you're you're being silly to be honest. If that happens, Jerry, what are you looking at here, man? I agree with you what you just said. Uh, three and one in these next four games is definitely um, definitely a good thing to think about. Um, man, shoot, I'm trying to think which which one is a bigger trap game because like there's three away games, man. Um, hopefully, I can. Uh, Help out with some Liberty crowd noise on uh, two of those, but shoot, I'm saying I'm gonna think I'm gonna say Liberty gets the edge at, uh, at Kennesaw, and then possibly drops. Mm, I don't know actually. I don't. I don't really want to say that. Um, I'm gonna say Liberty gets the slight edge at home against Jacksonville State, but then one of those three, I just have a bad feeling about. I don't know which one. I just I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, it, it's. But I it's also, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was I was going to say that, but also I just looked it up. I'm about three hours from Kennesaw. I couldn't go to this game. <laughs> Could go to three straight. Jerry living the single life. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We ain't going to Kennesaw on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> those games individually and you're like okay jacksonville state yeah i feel confident liberty's gonna win their home they won 45 in a row you know they're gonna win that exactly you look at at kennesaw kennesaw's playing really well but yeah i mean you know liberty's still a better team than kennesaw you know they'll bring it bellerman yeah we we Beat the snot out of them last year, Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, they're not playing well. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, all these kids individually look fine. But I think when you get into the, you know, it's just it's just also the, the quick turnaround. Um mm-hmm. and that Eastern Kentucky game at the end with the the tempo that they play, uh, Liberty is gonna be exhausted, I would think. I mean, unless these guys are just, you know, that well uh uh trained and and ready to roll up. Yeah, that and Bellerman plays a pretty 
pretty uh they don't play a, a fast tempo, but I feel like they they shoot a lot of threes. So you're running around a lot. They go around a lot of screens. They're they're looking for threes, and um, so they're, they're an exhausting team to play as well. Uh, yeah, this is this is tough, but this is gonna be fun. I mean, this is if you are a Liberty basketball fan, I mean, tune in these next four games. I mean, this is the season. This is the uh, well, I mean, until the A sub tournament. Obviously, that's the season. But you know, this is the regular season. You know, this is better than than probably honestly the Diamond Head because this is going to have more of an impact on getting yeah. home court advantage in the A Sun tournament, which is going to be huge since it's you know back to uh, uh, home arenas. Zach's challenging you to to go. He said, "Start making start making a case for the belt next year." Uh oh. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, never too early. I was never this too close, early. I was this close to advancing through the Elite Eight. This close. All right, before we get to our, our closing of the night with a very, very special message from the Reverend. Um, <laughs> Jerry, I, I just want to thank you so much, man, for coming on. Really liked having you. Love your support of Liberty Basketball, my favorite thing on the planet. Um, um, yeah, just thank you for all you do for Liberty, man. This is uh, this is a fun team. You got any closing th- uh, comments or thoughts for us as we uh, – we wrap the show up and uh, get into the the gauntlet of the A Sun. Just keep, just keep uh, going out here, repping the flames. Uh, get out there, support. Um, be in Liberty Arena. I mean, we just need to show off for the team, show off for the squad. If I could, uh, if I can get some more time off from work and make that six and seven and a half hour drive, excuse me, I would be there as well. But it's a little bit, a little bit too much. But, but yeah, just uh, let's get all of our supporters out there and uh, go Flames. Yeah, fantastic. Don't ever take this for granted. All right. Uh, the the fl- This is, uh, if you're watching, here's a slide of the college fandom one-on-one from from Reverend, um, um, the Reverend uh, William Matthews. Uh, well, I'm going to let you, uh, you preach to the, uh, uh, the crowd. Well, let me just start off by saying this is not just some kind of knee-jerk reaction to folks who have been stirring the pot on Twitter um, and talking about their other allegiances. This is something that I have been thinking about for probably close to, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years or something like that. So this is something that's been on my mind for a while. What we have here is College Fandom 101. And so I would like to draw your attention to Section 1.1, where it talks about alum meaning that you either went to that school or you graduated from that school. That being your personal connection to that school means that your primary allegiance. So I'm saying that there is such such thing as a secondary allegiance. So for those that say that um, I am making the rules for exclusivity on allegiance, I'm saying that it is possible to have a secondary allegiance that is completely permissible. Um, but your primary allegiance should be to where you went to school. So, for instance, I um, admittedly, I grew up as a, as a Carolina fan, North Carolina, not South Carolina. And Kirby, you know this because we had many discussions back in the day. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chad, get some Kool-Aid, buddy. I grew up as a Carolina fan, and uh, if you would have asked me my freshman year at Liberty, if Carolina played Liberty, who I would pull for, in in my ignorance, I would have said, well, I'd pull for Carolina. 
But as I got older and thought about that, I thought, why would I pull for Carolina? Number one, I did not go to Carolina. Nobody in my family went to Carolina. There are other schools in my area that are closer than Carolina. And, um, you know, Carolina didn't want me. Like they like, okay, I didn't apply to Carolina. I'm not smart enough to get into Carolina. I barely made it into Liberty. So, um, but if Carolina really wanted me, they would have sought me out. They did not seek me out. They didn't send me any mail or anything like that. So they have no allegiance to me. Why would I have any allegiance to them? So primary allegiance goes to where you went to school. Your secondary allegiance can still be that team that you pulled for as a child. Uh, maybe you have a favorite player that I love Tyler Hansborough back in the day. And so I was like, man, Tyler Hansborough, that's my guy. I'm pulling for him. Secondary team. Uh, you know, maybe you had a, a cousin that went there, a best friend that you want to support. Um, maybe it's someone just, you know, in your geographical area that, you know, is kind of a big deal. Secondary allegiance is fine, but when your secondary team plays your alma mater, you pull for your alma mater. This is just, this is just logical reasoning, guys. This is not anything to like say you can't be a fan of this school if you can't be a fan of this. No, I'm just saying that there's a such thing as a primary allegiance and a secondary allegiance. And there are also special considerations for these things. So for instance, if you did not go to college and you do not have that primary allegiance, then you can have this periphery allegiance that you can follow these teams and see where they're at and pull for them on a given occasion. But if you want to have a primary allegiance, then pro sports is for you, pal. Everybody gets to love pro sports. Amen. Amen. Now, I should add some more special caveats that I have seen throughout the day on Twitter as folks have stirred the pot. Um, I am not rambling, sir. I am I am sermonizing right now. Chad's killing me right now. Special considerations would be if you had a child that went to a school other than the school that you went to. In my book, that is acceptable because you are connected through your money, and that is a big deal, right? College is expensive, and your children are important. So um, in that case, we adopt those folks into the fan base, and we welcome them with open arms. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, that was beautiful. Thought-provoking, um, spirit-moving message, Reverend. I, I welcome disagreement, and it's okay that you're wrong. Well, on that note, this has been the Vines Palmcast. We thank you so much for watching or listening, whatever you chose to, on this, this fine evening. Uh, we'll try to come back some point next week, hopefully after two big wins for Liberty against Jacksonville State and Kennesaw State. Um, what a time to be a fan of the Flames. Uh, Liberty now 5-0 and uh, in the A-Sun, continuing to roll, continuing the, uh, the Richie McKay legacy that we've got going on. Uh, so if you haven't, uh, please subscribe. We're on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify under the Vines Palmcast. On YouTube under Liberty Classic Games. Got some good stuff on there. Got the full game of Darius McGee dropping uh, 48 on Dunk City. Uh, so head on over to that um, and and give me a subscription. So uh, give us a subscription uh, so we can uh, uh, have you join us on uh, some future shows. So uh, 
Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Will. Until next time, go Thank Flames. You. Go Flames.